Good morning. Hey, I wanted to take a second and talk about last week. Um, if you were unable to be here last week, we celebrated what we call Football Sunday. It was the Super Bowl, and um, this is now we've we've did we've done this three years in a row where we hear uh, stories from current and formal, former former uh, NFL players about their life change in Jesus Christ, and we just make it a party. So really, it was a party here last week, and um, I, we, were, we were challenged to just invite friends, people who may be NFL fans, people who don't know Jesus, and then we have a party afterwards with tailgating and all kinds of food, and, and uh, it was an amazing time. I want to just take a second and thank everyone who made that possible. Um, it was an amazing time. Will we just, can we just give a, an applause to everyone who worked so hard to make that possible? And I also want to thank you because we had so many, uh, so many first-time guests here last week. It was awesome. It was a privilege to get to know them and, um, you know, hear their stories and connect with them. And that's what it's all about, you know? Um, next year, we're going to be praying, first of all, for the Steelers to be in the Super Bowl. And second of all, although I celebrate the Eagles. Come on. That was awesome. But... Uh, um, Second of all, that we'll have better weather so we can actually tailgate out in the parking lot. That was our hope, and it was just cold and miserable, and not really many people, except a few brave young ladies. Come on, we'll give it up for you. That was awesome. But uh, we, we want to reach people, you know, and that's why we do things like that. And so uh, thank you for participating and making that a reality for us. And um, if you're a guest here, and for those of you who are here, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining us today. It's a privilege uh, for our growing online audience. It's an amazing privilege uh, to have you a part of the family. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us week after week. You are a part of the family, and uh, it's a privilege that you, you join us and, and connect with us as well. Um, every week we ask, if you're, if you're uh, on Facebook if you could take a minute, find the, the uh, live, live stream on the Facebook page and share that to your friends. That is why we have a growing Facebook audience, or growing live stream audience, is because we're sharing the message live, and people who are unable to make it to church, uh, people who may be stranded at home or sick or uh, maybe out of the area are able to watch and be touched by the message, and we're leveraging technology for the kingdom. Amen. So that's what we're doing, and if you could take a minute to share that as well. Also, if you are into having an outline in front of you and all the, the scriptures and all the, that stuff um, to help you, help guide you through the message and your understanding of the message, um, the outline is in the app, and you could download that. And if you have trouble getting that, connect with someone after the service. We could help you get that. Um, but we want you to be able to follow along, and uh, you could take notes um, and then have them for future reference. All right? So we, as, as Pastor David said, we were in a series, we've been in a series called Transform the Norm, looking at things that uh, are normal as it relates to the Bible, normal Christianity, and seeing what that is. And if there's anything that in our lives and in our day and in our church that's not aligning with the scriptures, we want to make a correction there. We, we want to fix that. We want to, we want to adjust our lives to the scriptures, not adjust the scriptures or our interpretation of the scripture to our lives. You know, and there's some of that going on out there. 
You understand? So, so we want to align our lives to what the Bible says. And so today I want to talk to you um, about a, a topic that in many ways is misunderstood. Um, it's confusing to people. And I, I really have to do a teaching, so I need you to bear with me. I have some extra verses, more verses than usual. But I need you to track with me today because I really want you to understand what we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk today about being filled with the Spirit. Um, sometimes it's referred to as being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in some circles out there, there's a lot of confusion. Some of the confusion is because of bad teaching. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you had some teaching formally that sort of caused you to not really uh, understand or maybe look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, as something that's bad. You know, or maybe there were people in your lives that you witnessed, you saw... And you saw some things that made uh, this whole experience confusing. And it was never meant to be confusing, okay? So I want to walk you through uh, what this uh, really means. But, you know, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's no doubt about it. Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send a comforter. He's going to be there to teach you and to guide you into all truth. He's going to empower you. He's going to fill you so that you can do the things that um, I've called you to do. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, I would define, and these are my words, uh, I, I would sort of describe his purpose in our lives as, as uh, he exists to make us more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit exists to make us more like Jesus. Amen? And, and as, as growing passionate lovers of Jesus, we are growing to be more like him every day, right? So the Holy Spirit is the one that guides us to help us to become more like Jesus. So, so I mentioned the topic of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at scriptures, you'll see that there's three different baptisms that are mentioned. And I want to take a second and talk about those to add to our understanding. Now, the word baptism, if you were to look it up, um, and especially in the original Greek, it means to immerse or to put under. That's why when there's water baptism, we put the person under water. And I began to look at it a little bit deeper, and there's, I came across this description that is amazing. The original meaning of the Greek word baptizo, which is what we get the word baptism from, um, originally was used in the context of to dip and to die. So let me, let me give you an example here. All right. So um, when you have a piece of clothing or an article of clothing, um, to baptize it, you'd put it into some liquid to, and dip it under to dye it, to change its color. Right? And, and so, so when we talk about baptism, there's, there's an immersion, there's a dipping under, there's there's, uh, we, we get consumed with us, with what God is doing in our lives. And the article of clothing is a great symbol of that. If I want to make something like this black, I'd have to put it in a black liquid, right? And hold it under until that liquid saturates this white uh, tissue. And then ultimately, when I take it out, it becomes black, right? It's completely different in, in our view. It's completely changed because it's baptized under. Uh, this, this has tremendous ramifications. When the Bible talks about 
uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? That's because you're baptized into the blood of Christ. You come out and you're changed, right? You Now, literally, we don't believe in, like, going into blood, all right? Let me just clarify that. But when we invite Jesus Christ into our lives, his blood cleanses us from all sin, right? And it's sort of like a baptism into the blood of Christ, all right? We're not a cult. We are not going to take you to some pool of blood, okay? But this is the symbology that the Bible uses. We need to understand that. And so the first baptism is what we'll see is baptized into the body of Christ. If you're filling in, if you're filling in blanks on that outline, uh, baptized into the body of Christ. This is also, you'll see in the New Testament as you read through it, this is also um, the same as being saved, as being born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. It's the same as being born again. It's, it's the same as believing You'll see the scriptures. They believed and were baptized, right? So um, this baptized into the body of Christ, I want to show you a scripture. This is the first step in the Christian walk. This word baptism is very important. In Galatians 3, verse 26 and verse 27, it says this. It says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Now, that can sound confusing. My job is to make it simple and understandable for you. All right? All of us who were baptized into Christ have clothed ourselves with Christ. Now, let's go to, back to that word baptism, which means immersion. That means you were, you know, you were clothed. You were, you were, the Spirit of Christ came upon you and changed you and transformed you. Does this make sense? So, so the first step in this Christian walk, the first understanding of baptism that I want you to have is this baptism into Christ. I'll give you an example of it uh, with the disciples. After Jesus had, had died, he went to the cross, he died, he was in the grave, he resurrected from the grave, and now he begins to appear to his disciples. These are guys that he walked with and, and lived life with for three and a half years. And in verse, verse uh, 20, excuse me, John 20, verse 19, it says this. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, this is the day that Jesus resurrected from the grave. That evening. It says, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Okay, so they're afraid. They're hiding. They're in hiding. There's doors locked, right? Check this out. Jesus came and stood among them. All right. All right. You didn't get that. All right. So, I mean, they're hiding. Like, they're in this room over here. Doors locked. They're afraid. All of a sudden, Jesus appears among them. Like, he walked through the wall. And check out what, I mean, they're already afraid. But you know how Jesus comforts them? Look at what he says to them. Peace be with you. I mean, this is so funny if you think about it. Like, if you're hiding and you're fearful for something and someone just appears in front of you, you're going to be flipping out. Jesus is like, all right, peace. Come on, man. You're going to be all right. Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. He's like, look at me. This is, it's me. Look at There's holes in my hands. You know where I was pierced? 
The, the hole's still there. Look at it. It's me. He wants to convince them. Uh, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, scholars believe, I, I mean, this is what scholars teach, that this is when they became born again. They were baptized into the body of Christ. They got saved, right? They, they, because it had to be after Jesus died. It had to be after Jesus shed his blood. It had to be after Jesus went to the cross and resurrected. And now he's breathing life in them. They're born again. But check this out. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't end there. Um, so when you get saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. You need to see that. You, get, you, you receive the Holy Spirit. But now look at Luke 24. Same story. This is the same story uh, documented by Luke, uh, who is a historian and a doctor. But you, you need to understand, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, are telling the same story to a different audience and using their perspective inspired by the Holy Spirit. It'd be like if there were four people lined up here, right? And we all witnessed an event. If I wrote about that event, it'd be different than if my wife saw the event and wrote about it. And, you know, we see different angles, different circumstances. We articulate things differently, right? Um, But we're documenting the same stuff. Do you get this? And then the Holy Spirit's breathing life into that. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So this is the same story in Luke 24 of what I just read to you when he walked through the wall and says, peace be with you. It says, while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. You see that? Now skip down to 49 of Luke 24. It says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now, if we take a step back from that, he had already breathed life on them. He said, receive the spirit. But he says, I want you, I'm going to give you something else. There's something more for you, right? And I want you to wait 